Hey everyone, welcome to God, Growth, and Gaff. We are three guys in our 20s that want to share with you our journey in developing big projects in our areas of small church ministry. Join us as we DIY our vision for the future and how we can help ministry leaders dream big on a small budget together. My name is Nathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Dylan. And we are glad to have you here. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is week three or our third episode of GGG. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my main man or or woman um, in Belgium. Ayo. We've officially become international. We are international. This is amazing. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank you for listening specifically and also to all my people in uh, God bless the USA. Um, <laughs> hey, well, today we are talking about creativity um, in a church. And so we're talking about what it means to have a creative role, what it means to have a creative mission in a church, and um, what we do and, and how you can potentially do uh, what we do in terms of a creative scale. So, Nate, talk about how you got here. Yeah, so... Uh, unlike these two guys, I had zero creative background. <laughs> um, that's kind of about as much as I got. I really learned most of it through um, just watching other people. And in college, uh, my buddy Kwame and I, shout out Kwame, um, we actually started to learn photography together. So on my end, um, I came from no creative background, no digital arts, no drawing. Um, stick figures was about as far as I could go. Um, to really falling in love with the idea of photography and just where it can take you, but also what you are allowed to express and capture. So that's kind of my end into this whole creative outlet that we have in the church, which is nice because it's not like it started in the church, nor did it seem like I only did it for the church, but it was cool because I, it was something that I developed um, for myself before even getting here. So then it worked out when you know, we found out that the church needed creative upgrade for lack of a better phrase <laughs> yeah. um, that it was just like well it's something that I already like doing so you know making myself available you know to take pictures of practices Sunday mornings um, the whole shebang mm -hmm. but yeah that's kind of um, my quote-unquote plug-in here for the creative arts in our church yep and then uh, for me similar story um, back before I was even working at the church like probably about half a year before um, I just kind of picked up a camera for the first time and I was like, oh, everything looks different now. He kind of <laughs> started to view the world in compositions. But um, so I've been doing photography for a long time. And then uh, recently, I'd say two years ago, maybe a little less, started picking up just, just shooting random videos and things like that. And I've used it for uh, the church as well and recorded quite a few videos for that. But um, yeah, just same type of story. Um, taught it to myself. Um, God bless YouTube. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because um, it's so much information on there. So you can really learn anything if you want to. Nice. Yeah, I, um, part of my job is the communications director. So I'm kind of a head for uh, creative things. And I never thought that that would happen. Uh, <laughs> I... When I was in high school, I picked up like a graphics and video class just because I was bored and didn't want to do math or English. And um, smart, 
Uh huh. Yep. yep. Did the bare minimum of all Yo. those things and took uh, <laughs> took the fun route. And so I, you know, I did a couple classes. Um, and I remember specifically, uh, my one graphics class, everyone hated me, um, because I'm colorblind, and every <laughs> five minutes I would have to turn around to the girl behind me and say, "Hey, um, is this yellow?" And she'd go, "Nope, that's gray." Uh, and so, <laughs> so unfortunately, um, that's still true today. Yep. <laughs> so that's um, it's epic. that's kind of where I started. And then in in college, I also took some like graphics and video classes. But you know, same as same as Dylan, and I know same same with you, Nate. YouTube is my best friend. Uh, I learned me. I learned a couple things in those classes, but I I mean. It is such a blessing to now be sitting in my office not knowing what the heck I'm doing, but be able to, to <laughs> look up how do I crop and take out a PNG of blah, blah, blah. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I think that um, all three of us have been you know placed in this position right now that we never essentially thought, but um, for this church at least, it's been absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, what, three years in the role that I guess I'm, I'm currently in, we've went through like four people having the same job. Um, and it's been, uh, luckily it's been like a lot of our friends. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we, you know, we exist in a college town and so it's people graduate, people, people move on, people get actual real jobs and, um, or they don't envision doing creative arts in just a church setting, but like, yeah, take it other places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, working at actual, you know, recording studios or stuff like that. And so this has been something that we've all kind of had to just take on our backs and, uh, and not know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I can safely say that I think the church right now is in a position that it's never been in before where we're able to actually fully invest creatively in a service, mm-hmm. in uh, social media. Um, and it's, it's changed the environment of the church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd even say, too, like, half the battle was getting, I'd say, like, the church, the congregants, even the staff, other staff members and, and board members, like, to realize the importance and, like, the seriousness of what creative arts can do for any place, let alone a church. Um, and so I think, you know, even to our last episode, talking about unity and, like, trying to get the team on the same mindset, like, doing that in a practical sense with the creative arts behind the church of like, why is it important to put our logo on everything and yeah. actually take nice pictures and take nice videos and take, you know, these parts serious and not do, just do a shot on iPhone type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I do think part of it too came because each of us came at it prior to even being here. And mm-hmm. half of it too was like, yes, it's YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> but also was just like doing it, you know, oh, yeah. because we, we yeah. gained that confidence again, even before being here. And so getting to show the church, like, yo, we can do this. Um, we like doing this. This isn't something that is just like we have to do, but we get to do and want to do. Yeah, um, I think that really set us up to see, like Josh said, the church being a place creatively that I don't think it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I, um, if, if we're still kind of unclear on the, the word creative, what we mean by, by that is videos, graphics um the slides even on a on a sunday morning um developing a service in a way that's not just singing a couple songs preaching a message and getting out but 
um, but having something that is connecting the congregation, you know, some, something that um, is a little bit different than just the same old, same old. And in a lot of ways, I think we, as a, as a bunch of small churches, we think, oh, well, we don't have a staff of a thousand people. Um, we don't have people who have went to school for four years to know how to do this stuff. So I guess we're not going to be able to have it. But, you know, as, as we've experienced here, it's just kind of learning as you go. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of places and a lot of ways um, that you can create some good stuff without having to spend a lot of money. Uh, The Adobe creative cloud, holy cow, is it expensive? A little bit. I can confirm that. (laughs) It's, it's necessary in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of other places where you can um, find some really good, you know, software, some really good uh, different um, ways and outlets for creative creativity so dylan what are some softwares or some things that you've used uh, uh let's see so obviously i have the uh, creative cloud i have for a couple years now um but i'm recently been looking to like other stuff because like you said it's expensive so if i can like downgrade that to just having lightroom because uh, i'm always going to use lightroom but um basically i found recently a video editing software called CapCut. Um, not the mobile version, but the desktop version. The desktop version is a full-blown editing software. It looks to be about as powerful as Premiere, and it's free, and they have better transitions. So I'm going to be looking at that recent, like pretty soon. Um, and then Canva we use frequently. There's a free version and a pro version um, that if you're doing any sort of graphic design will save you hours upon hours. So... Canva takes my work week down about 15 hours a week. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> and for mm-hmm. churches, um, I want to give a shout out to my future brother-in-law, Austin. Uh, he told me that for nonprofit organizations, which lucky for us is the church, uh, Canva will not charge you for the pro version. So mm-hmm. that's oh, even yeah. something, again, small budget. <coughs> well, when you're spending zero dollars, that's kind of nice. Um, so I figured we'd throw that in there too. Sure. Uh, we're not sponsored by Canva. We're not sponsored by anyone that we're talking about. We're not sponsored by anyone, but we, we should have. be sponsored by Canva. This is true. Canva, if you're listening, <laughs> if you somehow If you're the person in Belgium, podcast. please turn it up at this point. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Canva, please listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's also some other softwares too that um, there's the Affinity uh, Design Studio. And so there's Affinity Designer, Affinity Photo, and it's essentially um, Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. Uh, that's just, it's also free. It mm. might be, I think it might be maybe 50 bucks for both of them or something like that. Um, so I guess not free, but it's still mm-hmm. much cheaper than the $500 a year or whatever that Adobe is. $56 a month, I think. Holy cow. It's bad. There's other things for actual live audio or live um sorry creative things as well so i know pro presenter is huge um for churches and it is probably the not probably it is the best church um slide software that there is but pro presenter is also very expensive Um, and so if you're operating on a small budget and you don't have the 700 or 800 dollars or whatever a year to use pro presenter We've used Proclaim for a very long time, and it's not ProPresenter. 
but holy cow, it does its job and it's way better than trying to use like PowerPoint for a service. <laughs> um, and yeah. you can, you can make some good quality things. And so kind of the idea that we're going with here is that you don't have to spend money out the wazoo, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and have the top tier stuff to make your services look good. We've, we've developed for a long time, um, and, and focused on where to put our money in a long time to make our, um, social media, to make our services, to make our, um, videos or YouTube, you know, graphics, what, what? no (laughs) YouTube videos or graphics that we put out. (laughs) Uh, we've, we've developed those in a lot of ways to make them look quality, but with the absolute least amount of money that we can. Um, and so (laughs) if you've not realized the third part of our name is gaff, uh, so we're God growth and gaff. And we've talked a little bit about both in the past couple episodes, um, prior to, but the gaff, uh, part of our, of our name is, uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a tape that's used in the production world. Um, and it's basically a, a tech boys duct tape. Mm. And this church is held together with that junk. <laughs> I love <laughs> Don't look tape. too close in the corners cause you're going to see gaff. There, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, also true. Um, so we want to talk a little bit of how we have DIYed or gaffed our way throughout uh, our creative process so mm. far. Yeah. Um, one of the stories that instantly comes to mind hmm. is uh, for one of our Christmas, uh, what would you say? Like service videos? recordings. Yeah, service yeah. recordings. Um, we wanted to shoot like a really nice video for the people who would be watching it online and just for us to have as an archive later on, just kind of looking back at past Christmas services, what we could do different, what we really liked. So, we go to record it, and again, I'm, I do photography, zero. When I say zero, I mean zero videography experience. <laughs> and uh, I know I like the guy that going. we had asked to help us out, I think, just like fell through or something. Or we needed like another we second, second shooter. shooter yeah. yeah, and they're like, Nate, can you do it? And I was like, um, sure. Uh, just warning you now, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, that's fine. Just like get have, have a gimbal or a stabilizer, and you'll be good to go. And I was like... Yeah, so I don't have that. <laughs> and so what I ended up doing is I had a tripod for my camera. And literally what I did is I attached it to my camera. And then I put the legs of the tripod on my chest to kind of this stabilize it. So this is know, the first time body. I'm hearing about this. <laughs> yes. I love this so and much. And then I kept the camera strap over my neck. So basically what it was is like this V to my camera to hold it as still as possible. Do it look like a Dude. rocket ship. Yeah. <laughs> Star- so, That's amazing. So this thing is protruding out of my chest, right? Like uh, I'm in the movie Alien and I'm like shaking my body around trying to catch all these different angles. But something as simple as that, right? Like mm-hmm. gimbals aren't cheap. No, um, that's, that's why I, I don't one. own it's one. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of nuts. Uh, but it's it's for a reason obviously. Oh, yeah. They they do really well, but mm-hmm. um if you don't have one or you can't afford one like I'm sure every church probably has some old tripods that they keep in the back storage closet. Just take one of those, strap mm-hmm. it to your chest literally, and that alone will help stabilize uh, from normal just holding a camera and having shaky hands. Like that'll mm-hmm. at least give it a centralized point of stability. So that's just one way that I've had to DIY yeah. some uh, mm. creative arts around here. Nice. Well, and even, um, you know, for, for recordings like that, you're going to need a professional quality camera of some sort. But mm-hmm. for 
I would say 75% of the videos that you would want to show in a service or, or especially on social media, if you listen to this podcast, you have a phone. And phone cameras now, holy cow. They're they're, nuts. <laughs> they're, the new ones are crazy. They're, they're so good. And um, you'd have to do a little bit, you know, post-video editing and, and um, you know, touching up of, of the colors and everything. But you can... You know, you can make some good stuff even just pulling out your phone and, and shooting. Mm-hmm. And so we I we kind of exist in a time right now uh, that you can't use the excuse of I don't have the the uh, stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't have this stuff to make creative because look at TikTok, look at Instagram. People are putting together these crazy transitions using their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just the flipping and the yeah. turning and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I use that very frequently. And <laughs> the even stereotypical transitions or whatever. Yeah. Even like right, DSLRs are something that we're gonna be all about. Cause like we talked about, Dylan and I especially, and even Josh now all have mm-hmm. our own cameras that we just saved up for and purchased. But yeah, even if going the iPhone route is the thing that your church has to do for some time, like you can buy lenses for your phones. Mm. Yeah. Fraction that's of true. I forgot about like, that. There's the zoom lenses that make it look clear, even because when you zoom in on an iPhone or something, like you zoom in, but then it gets really shaky and it doesn't look mm. as good. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can buy those little micro lenses for your phone, um, which is obviously not the cost of a real camera, but it will kind of do the same thing that you want it to. Um, so, even that, right? Like, basically, what we really want to get at for this episode is creatively, like, work with what you have, get what you can. And just put your heart into it is really what we are trying to like yeah. encourage here. God, growth, and gaff shot on iPhone. Mm. Facts, bro. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Um, I think of some other just you know funny funny ways that we've DIYed stuff uh, in just you know in physical um, ways you know in physical props and stuff as well. We've shot a lot of testimony videos and. Mm. They have to be moody, of mm-hmm. course, because it's people talking about, you know, when, when they live their life of sin and maybe they were on drugs, maybe they were um, deeply involved with, I don't know, just, just whatever. <laughs> Anything mm-hmm. before Jesus is just bad. And this so <laughs> uh, you want to make it moody and you want to make it um, kind of, you know, to draw in the audience's uh, attention. And <laughs> the way that we've done that before is we've cleared some chairs out of our um, worship center. Mm-hmm. We've put the chairs up to make a wall, and then draped a, uh, a like a black curtain, a black or curtain, yeah, yeah, over it, like a tablecloth. Yeah, literally a tablecloth, <laughs> and it yep. looks oh, it looks so emotional. It looks so like we went to a, you know, whatever studio a, a studio, mm-hmm. and it is literally yeah. some chairs with some tablecloths. <laughs> I them. love that. Um, and in the you know in the same way we've. Uh, we've used drapes kind of like that. We've um, we've shot a, a worship recording over a kid's like um, drape of the sky. Mm, <laughs> it's yep. it's like a it's like a cloud you know scape in the um, in the children's room, and we set up the chairs in just the right way to make it look like not necessarily outside, but it makes it look <laughs> g- dramatic. And it yeah. is it's. Literally used for like Father Abraham had many sons. <laughs> many sons of Father Abraham. Yep. 
the um oh another one of my favorites the new light video but um that was literally just a green screen and some really stupid backgrounds and some really funny ideas yeah and i even think how we're recording this podcast right <laughs> now um i know a lot of places that use you know these super intense podcast mics and they have an entire room um and they have equipment up upon equipment and we piece this junk together with what we have uh <laughs> we yep. we we're using some sure sm58s which if you know what those are they're like the industry standard for microphones um and if you if you know anything about you know live production or anything these things have been around since like 1960 mm-hmm. they're <laughs> also dirt cheap they're <laughs> dirt cheap they're basically indestructible mm-hmm. um we're using it with a pop filter over it and we're running into a really old analog soundboard and then into a laptop. So, <laughs> you know, even, even yes. doing stuff like this is like you grab a couple cords, grab a couple old mics with whatever you have and you can, you can make anything work. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think as we, you know, are getting ready to kind of wrap this up, I think more than anything, what we want to get across to you guys is just understand um, the importance of creativity and and why, especially in a church setting, in a church place, um, it's important. And I think a lot of times in the busyness of sermons and Sunday mornings and worship and hospitality and all these things, they are important. I think they oftentimes in our mind take the place of where creativity should be of the creative arts team. And especially, you know, it's important even, again, going back to our mission, building the believer, but also connecting the disconnected, mm. I think one of the best ways that you can do that is just be, through being creative with your church, through you know taking the video seriously. Because it, in a way, it does kind of, you know, it makes people see kind of what the church is about. And, and whether that's a good thing or not, I mean, sometimes I think that is unfair, but that is the world that we live in, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, if a company or something is producing a low-quality creative aspect people would be like well if this is low quality i'm i'm worried what else is low quality you know and i mm-hmm. think i think a lot of times churches especially can say like that shouldn't matter right like it's about what we do it's not about how we portray it and that's true but also why then set apart how you portray it work against what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. or when you can make the the creative aspect just as fruitful as what it is you're doing inside the church, I think that alone extends as an invitation to those around in your community to say, "Wow, this video was really good. Um, what 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 more do they have? What are they what are they making? What you know? It kind of speaks on behalf of the church. Like, if they're intentional about what they're creating for people to see, what more do they care about and what they do? And I think that's kind of our heart behind this episode, really, and kind of explaining like, even with nothing, you can still produce something good even mm-hmm. with even with low quality uh, donated items even like mm-hmm. it it's it comes down to your commitment to the creative arts yeah this also reminds me so like another really cool thing about um the whole creative thing and also using it in series especially mm-hmm. um one thing that comes to mind is the heroes of the faith series um for some reason there's just one that is always stuck in my mind but also I know for a fact I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it was one series that really came together creatively. We had a lot of really cool stuff. And I feel like 
creatively with all the videos and things, that was one of the first ones that we really just went all in on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it yeah, was facts. it was crazy. Um, but that's exactly it. So any sort of series that ends up working out creatively like that, it'll really stick in people's minds because there's something different about it. Um, you know. Yeah, I I think that specifically creative creativity in sermon series is one of the most important things to do for a church hmm. in in terms of creativity. Yes. Um, because... <laughs> the gospel is the most important part. <laughs> you know, let me, let's, let's not forget that. Um, because if you have a, a series, right? If you, have a, if you have a sermon series that's just another run-of-the-mill, like, hey, we're going to talk through Deuteronomy, and there's, you know, you, you throw the slides on a white background with some white text and... and Wait a sec. Everything, <laughs> everything is the everything is the same. You know, it can be a, a awesome sermon. It can be an awesome um, time for God to interact with the with the people in that service. That's, mm-hmm. but what's going to stick with people is a cool looking graphic. Like you're saying, we did a we did a series called the Heroes of the Faith, which is just um, Hebrews eleven, which literally says the heroes of the faith, but then we made it look all like Marvel and we had a uh, superhero. We literally did the Marvel intro. Like, yeah, we did the, the whole... turning and uh-huh. all the images. We made it with like all of the heroes of the faith. The yeah, we used like stuff from the Bible, like mm-hmm. TV show. And um, yeah. and so it's just something simple. Not that that video was simple, but <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's it's something that it doesn't take away from the message by any means. Mm. It It adds to it by saying like, hey, here's exactly what the Bible says. Here's Hebrews 11. And we don't want to sacrifice anything for what scripture is saying um, for, for the creative process. We don't want to sacrifice theology for a good graphic or video. But what we do want to do is we want to add to that um, service experience to make people remember it. Yeah. We want to, we want to make people go home that day and be like, wow, they really, they really did the whole Marvel intro with <laughs> with Bible people. That's pretty cool. Um, rather than just getting up and saying, "All right, so this is what Hebrews says," mm-hmm. um, and you've probably heard it before, but we're just going to say it again. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, I want to say that the the importance of creativity is not necessarily to say, "Look how cool our church is." Right. Mm. It's to say, "Look how cool God is." <laughs> first off, <laughs> fair. Um, and here's something to help draw you more towards him. Yeah, I would say even like the creative aspect when it comes to series and stuff makes learning about God and even learning about theology more approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like uh, creatively, if we can connect Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, things <laughs> that people go to movies to see and, mm-hmm. and love and comics and everything. 35 movies. Right, all the <laughs> right. 101 hours you have to spend watching. But, it, but uh-huh. if you can connect that, to the church, not in a way that takes away the focus from God unto the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but actually showing how like something as simple as that can point to lessons or series that focuses on God. Like it's almost disarming, and all it is is just yeah. the creative aspect of mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, the cinematic intro. I recognize that, but it's in church. Like, whoa, like how cool is it to go say like, hey, if you love Marvel, you would love this series because. We're tying it into the heroes of the mm. faith. So that's smart, and that's really what it is. Is just like the creative arts aspect in the church has an aspect has an opportunity to be disarming, maybe for people who you know are, are firm against the church or you know have just had some bad experiences, because it it teaches us that 
theology and learning about God is, is approachable. It's not yeah. something that you need a PhD in, in ministry to do. Like hmm. it's for the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty about the creative aspect is like you make it open for other people to come in through the creative arts that God has given you to use in that way. I would, I would, you know, piggyback off of that and saying in terms of the creative process, in terms of a lot of production, um, the best thing to happen is for people to not notice. <laughs> um, yep. If you're, if you're, and Dylan can attest, if you're in, <laughs> if you're in the booth and someone's looking back at you, you did something wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. But if you're, if you're in the booth Call and people, the, um, the production glare of death. Yeah. Yeah. If someone misses a slide, oh boy, oh boy, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting some looks from brother Bill. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but if you're, the same in the creative process. If you do something well, if you do a video that's that's well done and that is, um, it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world, but that's just something that doesn't gross people out. That's fair. <laughs> right. um, then they're going to go on with their day. Nothing's going to get mentioned. And internally, you're going to say, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. No one is going to say a thing to you. Yep. But... If something is done the wrong way and something looks like it's from 2006 or earlier, mm. people are going to have something to say about that. And people, um, <laughs> and they, they might not say it to you personally. That's true. <laughs> they're they're probably not yeah. going to, but they're going to say like that it just didn't look good. You know, in, in today's, in today's era, you don't want the, the video of, um, or, or the picture or whatever over your worship slides. Um, you don't want to be singing Egypt with like the sunset and the dude kneeling with his arms raised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not distracting at all, right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, and, and that's, that's keeping up with the trends and, and knowing you know what's in and what's out. But all of it to say is that none of it is, is to get praise and none of it is to, to get um, to get brother bill to come up to you and say wow that was a really cool bumper video that you guys did no that doesn't matter it's it's what's going to draw in people's attention to hear the gospel Mm -hmm. um rather than just have people look at something like oh who made that (laughs) (laughs) that's true that also kind of comes that calls into a thought the balance of like doing everything at an affordable price but also just keeping even a little bit of tabs on what churches are doing mm-hmm. nowadays, which is also nowadays in the Instagram era, so easy. Yeah. Like, um, you could literally just surf all of these super big churches pages, and it's remarkably easy to take an idea that they've done and scale it down and just um, make it much more affordable because of exactly what we've talked about previously is these epic design tools for not a lot of money. All it takes is a bit of an eye, a bit of practice, and uh, using one of these softwares. Yeah. And I want to I wanna, you know, say for, for all of you out there who might, you know, be in a, in a church right now and you don't have a position of someone like this, it's insanely easy nowadays, <laughs> Dylan, yeah. exactly like what you were saying, to find help, to find um, ways to 
to develop things, even if you know absolutely nothing about it. Um, yeah. There's a super famous Facebook group um, called like Church Creatives, mm. and I see posts in there every day of someone you know trying to make a graphic for their church and saying like, "Hey, what do you guys think?" And there's hundreds of responses like, "Maybe change, uh, you know, the font of of this, or maybe change this background, or uh, organize it in this way a little bit differently, or." Um, even if you're not asking for like input, just saying like, Hey, I, I did this, check it out. Um, and I think in a, this is a, a group, you know, where people are very apt to give support mm-hmm. and they know like we're all in this together <laughs> and that, yep. um, that most of the people in this, in this group are, I would say primarily in a small church area where they just want to help and they want to see, you know, what's, what's new. And so there's, you know, there's stuff like that and it's not the only one, but there's a, there's a ton of, of Facebook groups or yeah. I don't know, Reddit groups or I don't know if people use those, but, um, <laughs> people do, but Facebook <laughs> is just easy. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, or Googling it or <laughs> a thousand things, but, um, or again, YouTube. Again, yeah, literally. <laughs> I feel like Reddit's like the ADHD of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, using YouTube, using Canva, Canva has like, uh, designs pre-made that you can literally just type in something and then read, put your text in there instead of the the normal text that's in there in the first place. Yeah. And so you don't have to be a virtuoso in, <laughs> in knowing how to use the Adobe creative cloud. You can just get these free to use, um, tools that can drastically change your worship experience or that can change your social media presence um, instantly. And they'll, it'll draw people towards your church because, again, it's not looking like the Matt Redman made-to-worship silhouette of, <laughs> of a dude love on it. his knees. So. I love it. <laughs> Dylan, I think, I think uh, we're good. Yes. So I think you got a question for us. All right. So you guys made the mistake of uh, giving the mechanic the question of the day. So... As predictable as it is, if you if money was not an object, what car would you guys own and why? This is easy. If uh, <laughs> any of you know me, mm. I am a humongous Mini Cooper fan. I knew exactly I, where you're going with this. I don't know why. People always are like, why? Um, I just love them. I think the little legal go-karts that are on the road <laughs> that are all these super cool colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a uh, uh, Mini Cooper, John Cooper works. Those are cool if, cars. If though. I had a John Cooper of... from Skillet. Yes. Yes. Cool. Now Amen. we need John Cooper to sponsor us. To... Oh, <laughs> Please <this> sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> mini, <laughs> mini sponsor. God, Growth and Gaff sponsored by Skillet and hey. Canva. <laughs> I but, feel like a monster. <laughs> but no, final answer. Any, not a Clubman. I'm sorry, the Clubmans <laughs> were were a bad design. That's but, fair. And you can hate me for that, but John. John Cooper works Mini Cooper any so day in the in sick. the racing green, Ooh. oh with a nice cream yeah British yep. racing green yep. is one of the best colors of all time. All right, go. So is is money not a, an option when it comes to like gas as well? Yeah, sure. Oh, sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I'd probably have to say, you know what? I'm just gonna go big or go home. I'm gonna say a Ford Raptor. <laughs> um, That's good. Bruh. One of the <laughs> gigantic Ford Raptors. It's uh, so funny because right now you've got a Ford Maverick, which is like the teeny tiny baby. No, it's a little, it's a little toddler <laughs> truck is what it is. Um, I love it. 
But that's because money is an option. So. <laughs> no, yes, money's sir. not an option. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. a- so so if, if gas didn't matter and if I could spend $100 on gas every two days, sure, give me a, give me a Raptor. Nice. All right. So mine would be, there's this company. It's also a British company. So shout out, Nate. Um, it's called TVR. All they do is make super dangerous sports cars. And uh, it's nice. their <laughs> most dangerous car and their fastest car. It was called the TVR Cerbera Speed 12, if I remember correctly. It was, it was like this production run of eight vehicles, and they were just track monsters. They started out with 1,200 horsepower or something like that. And then the test, whoever was testing the vehicles said, this is too scary. I'm going to die. So they tuned it down to 850 horsepower. But the thing only weighs like 2,300 pounds. Holy cow. <laughs> I want one. So <laughs> Dylan just wants death. That's all, <laughs> that's all he wants. <laughs> but hey, blaze of glory. Put this, put this dude in the next Fast and Furious movie. I love that. Um, well, everyone, thank you for listening to this week's Mr. and Mrs. Belgium. Thanks again. Without further ado, Dylan, you want to pray us out of here? Sure thing. Dear God. Thank you for this time together, and thank you for this uh, opportunity that we have to really share what production means to us and what uh, these creative elements mean to us, and uh, to share how it's impacted our lives and how it could potentially impact the lives of others, thousands. So we thank you for this opportunity, and uh, we thank you for your presence. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. We'll see you guys soon.